Welcome to this week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin. Right, Parkin, how has your week been so far? Evening, Rob. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been quite good. Uh, really enjoyable. Um, obviously, we had the uh, the Supporters Trust meeting last night, which was which was fantastic. And so we can you know have a little chat about that. But uh, that that was a that was a really good night. Uh, well, well attended, and you know the players, both from the the male and female teams, were were a credit uh, and, and and a joy to to speak to. Um, yeah, I've just been enjoying the sun, really. Um, lovely day today, so we've got a few jobs done. And obviously, following on from from Friday night's win, I've been walking around with a smile on my face anyway, so uh, it, it's good. Yeah, I've picked up a bit of a cold, so if anyone detects any sort of. Uh, changing my voice or anything like that as we go on. Uh, that's all it is. It's not COVID. I'm okay. Nope. We're all right. We, we, I've tested for that. Uh, just a common cold for a, for a common person. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I've had a, a great time. Your week going well? Yeah, I, I won a I won a ball uh, on the sort of Red Devils Foundation table on Friday. So after a few weeks of, of failure, I've come up with a the big win for my son. Um, and then weekend, uh, washer packed up. So I to get another one, uh, but Kurt Haggerty's best mate delivered it for me, which was great. Yeah. He was like, he saw me wearing a sofa shirt, and he was like, oh, is that is that rugby or, or football? And I was like, rugby. And he went, my mate, Kurt Haggerty, is your assistant coach. And I was like, I do the podcast. I do the fans podcast for that team. And he was like, oh, didn't get his name. It was a big unit. I think if he wasn't delivering washing machines, he'd be playing in the second row. He physically picked up this washing machine by himself and just dumped it in my kitchen. So we had a, a little chat about that. Uh, so that was that was good. Wow. That was a bit of a, a weird coincidence that I bumped into Kurt Aggie's best mate. Very much. So funnily enough, I was talking to uh, one of my mates today whose uh, who's his, his business partner is, I think it's Kurt Haggerty's brother-in-law. How strange is that? He's here. He's here. Not not mentioned. He's everywhere. Twice two mentions in <laughs> in, a, in one podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just on the back back of a win. He's become very popular. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so that was that was my week, Parker. Uh, so uh, loads going on this week. We're going to look back at the victory against Leeds. We're going to look at the reserve team defeat against Wakefield. Got all the big news coming out of the club uh, this week, and then we have got Paul's look at the world of rugby league, and then we're going to preview the games against Featherstone Lionesses and Wigan in the Challenge Cup uh, this weekend. So we'll start with the uh, victory against Leeds Rhinos. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, so Red Devils were victorious at the AJ Bell on Friday. They beat Leeds Rhinos to park a great win uh, for Paul Rowley's men. Excellent win, really good. Worked really hard for, uh, well deserved. By the way, it wasn't you know won by luck. We we stuck in there in that arm wrestle for the for the full game. You know, in the last twenty minutes, uh, I think we got what we deserved out of it. We, uh, I, I think we were the better team anyway. I know Leeds had quite a bit of ball uh, and led for most of the game, but for me, they didn't they didn't feel too much like a threat. I didn't see anything that that. That worried me at times. It was just us getting it right, you know, controlling the ball a little bit more, um, using it a bit wiser, um, and, and just keeping calm. I, I always had the feeling we could turn it turn it around when we were behind. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, 
an excellent result. Any win against Leeds for us as Salford fans, as we, you know, we all know too well, it, it doesn't happen that often. So, um, yeah, but a richly deserved win. Uh, a lot, a lot was said leading up to the game, wasn't it, about you know Richard Agar's position and the fact that you know Leeds needed this win. They got off to the, a terrible start and they were going to come to. Our, I think the bookies probably had them favourites. I, I, I didn't really have a lot, but um, no, well deserved half fought win. Last twenty minutes, you know. Um, I think as soon as we got, I, I knew I, I, there was the momentum shift was huge in that game and like controlling the ball and. And just just staying kicking as much as we seem to, we 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 took the game away from them and, and and some really really good individual performances. Yeah, fantastic result against Leeds. We're joined by Paul Whiteside, is right, all right as well. Paul, just talking about the victory against Leeds. Great result for Paul Rowley's men. Um, obviously, it could have been very different. They had a double movement try disallowed. Ash Handley early doors could have been a, a big sort of a game changer that. But we weathered the storm. Great in defence as well after the last couple of weeks uh, and Paul Rowley chuffed to bits. Yeah, yeah, well, that, going back to that try, it was a double movement. Um, I thought they were going to give that and it would have been a bit of a travesty if it was because he definitely made a, a second effort. So, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a really good match. I mean, I've read a few match reports from our friends over there in Yorkshire and I don't know what where, where they come from sometimes. Some of those... Some of the stuff that's written, it's absolute garbage. Mm. I thought it was a really good arm wrestling. You know, if you ask any of those players after that game how tough that game was, it, it must have been taxing on the bodies. They really put the bodies on the line. And yeah, the, the last 20 minutes, it was a joy to watch, really. As Parky said, it, it really was. I mean, we've not beat Leeds that many times. I mean, you count on one hand how many times I've seen us beat Leeds at all. And um, I thought we showed an awful lot of character there to, to come back and, you know, confidence is low with Leeds on the spin. And, um, you know, you're playing not a bad side, Leeds. You've got some big names in there and a big pack of forwards. And I thought we, we showed an awful lot of character there. Backs against yeah. the wall, you know, trailing. And uh, Joe Burgess come up with a massive play. And we scored some cracking tries. Now, that try where Atkins scored in the corner, I mean, mm. lost Ken CEO there. And, yeah. You know, it was great backing up and King Bunny, yeah, you are charging through. I mean, it really put a smile. If I watched it back with Imogen on um, Sunday, and we were both jumping around the front room, even though we knew what the score was. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was it was brilliant. I really enjoyed the night. Yeah, I think they hung him fantastically. No silly penalties. Uh, sort of very disciplined. And I thought, Parky, obviously, on this podcast, we have the podcast bingo, and I've got a new acronym to add to that. I want to. It's going to. It's called. GPI, which is Gameplay Intelligence. And I thought, because obviously Paul Rowley has a, lot, has a lot to talk about when he talks about letting the players play what they see. Mm. And I thought on Friday against Leeds that the players did that very, very well. Yeah, I think I think that they spent most of the game probably looking and probing and trying to work out mm. how best to get around Leeds. Because um, they, they were pretty well structured in defence, to be fair to them. Uh, he, it wasn't. It's not a great Leeds team at the moment. Uh, some some really good individuals. Don't get me wrong, uh, but as a team, I, I, they're not clicking at all. Maybe the events following the game might might help them in that way. But um, no, you're right. I think I think we started to identify little areas of the game where we could we could exploit. And certainly in that second half, we kept coming to the left hand side a lot with Tim Lafayette and Burgess on that wing. And we were causing lots of problems. I thought Tim Lafay was tremendous. Uh, a wonderful effort from him. 
Uh, and he, he was limping for quite a bit of the, the, sort of the, the back end of the second half. He, he seemed to have picked up a knot, but just carried on. Um, and I think we'd worked out how, how, how to beat them. And I think we just stretched them across the pitch and they just came mm-hmm. in. Um, we looked fit and, and they did, I thought, uh, and stronger. And, and, and considering the, you know, and I'll be one of them, the, the stick they've given our pack this year, uh, massive credit, absolutely massive, because they muscled up and, and won that battle. And once you win that forward battle, you look at our back line, and I, I, we've said it all along, I think it's as good as get the ball out to these lads. We're, we're going to go tries, open up a bit of space. That's what we did. And it was, it was that... That intelligent. I mean, if, like Paul. I mean, I got back on Friday night and I put it straight on. Um, it was it was back on, and there was nothing else going on in, in the world that night. And um, watching watching Brody Croft and the the little things he does in his position and his knowledge mm. with with Snake controlling the game as he does. Yeah. But him just adding them little classy touches, them just knowing where to be at what point and when to deliver that ball and that that ball for the for to put King through that gap. I mean, timing is just perfect. If he gets that wrong, you know, the big man probably gets two, two players in his face and gets leathered. Uh, he just timed it to perfection straight through. And then, you know, off the back of that, we score. Uh, so, yeah, it was it, it was intelligent all, all the way through the game, I thought. And uh, like I say, we just worked them out and we, we stayed in the arm wrestle long enough. We kept them out. We didn't let them get away from us. I mean, that, that disallowed try early on. Could have made a difference because the referees give it on the park. If there's no video, you know it's a different game. And all we got one disallowed that he'd give a try for. He's worrying for a referee, but um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Rob. I think uh, I think the brains trust as yeah. it is in in that that halfback and 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 the Akers, um really got us around the pitch and and, and won us the game. Yeah, glad you mentioned Brodie Croft. Fantastic in de- in defence, defending in the centre when Ken Seo went off, uh, Paul. And I've I've questioned Brody Brodie Croft's GPI, and for me, Atkins' try shows how good Brodie Croft is because he, he's tracking across the the field and he targets the the edge defender, which creates space on the outside for, for score for a score and. It was it was magical, and I no no. Eddie, like we said recently, he's had to do an awful lot of defence, hasn't yeah. he? Um, in, in matches, and he got a bit more freedom in that second half to do what he does best, and that was a, that was a smashing try. That yeah. it really was. It was one side of the field. I mean, Joe Burgess did the did the business, took the ball away, and then the ball went from one side of the pitch to the other before Leeds could even uh, realise what day it was, and that's after you'd lost Ken Seo as well. Mm. I mean, um, Chris Atkin finished it really well there, and it was a shame to. See Ken Seo go off. He's failed his head assessment as well, and I was gutted for Ken because his his try scoring feats this season have been great. And this, so we'll have to do without him next week. But, but no, it, it was good, and it was good for Brodie Craft as well because you know you're getting tired out of your week doing loads of defence, and people start questioning. You saying, "Oh, he's not doing now. Him, he's not doing this. He's not doing that." But he was not being allowed to do it because mm-hmm. the forwards weren't building that platform. And you've just said there, you both nailed it. If nine times out of ten, if your forwards get on the front foot and win that battle, you'd probably go on and win the game because mm. you've got the backs to win the game. But if the forwards don't, like they did against Old Car, it was a different result. There's no way on God's earth that Old Car are any better than Leeds, I don't think, really. Probably about a similar mm. sort of side. But look mm. at the result. Forwards won the game for for Old Car, and we didn't put an hand on, on Abdul all night, did we? But, but yeah, the, I thought the forwards were, were, were great. I thought King Ronnie Ayer was probably the best on the pitch. I thought Alex Gerard again, 
he takes some stopping. I, I like that kid. I think he's, re- he's really good and has probably played himself into the, the starting team every week, really. Elijah Taylor was immense. Shane Wright stepped up this week as well. All of them, but they all did really well. Yeah, I think Sky Sports did a, a podcast with Mark Sneed, Brodie Croft mm. and Ryan Briley and he talked about the how they want, you know, Powell Rowley wants them to play Parker and Brodie Croft was like, I'm, I can't believe this, we're learning how to play and it uh, kind of showed for me on, on, on Friday, uh, you know, how good he is really. Um, but also another person I thought who was, who was good, Joe Burgess, the Rolls Royce of the winger, I call him Parker, uh, fantastic uh, 20 restart to get the uh, the ball moving forward for that try. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he don't like signalling anything out, but that, that probably was the game changer, or at least the clincher in that way. Uh, smart thinking, really smart. You can, I mean, we know how good Joe Burgess is. He, he was great at Wigan. Yeah. Uh, very surprised they let him go. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, obviously delighted, but we we've not got to see the best of him with injuries and everything else. Uh, and on Friday night, he showed us exactly what he can do. His brain, you know, to, to switch on quickly, catch that ball in goal. I mean, he was faultless all game. Um, but then to, to make that break, which just, you know, set up the game. And, and that, that ruined Leeds. That, that took all the wind out of him. Um, very, very smart. I know uh, Paul Rowley was delighted with his performance. And, you know, you, you can say that that moment probably did change the game. There were a lot of incidents in that game that, that changed it. A lot of, uh, you know, individual performances, which, which contributed to that. But... That one moment, you know, it, it, I mean, it gets you out of your seat to start with when you see a, a winger flying down down the flank. It's, it's something we, we, as Salford fans, I don't think we've ever seen enough of, or certainly not in the last few years, even though we've had decent wingers. Um, but he made that himself and he made a few breaks and he's done it quite a bit this season. And uh, I'm delighted for him. I want him to get a bit of confidence and hopefully a good run because obviously, like I said, them injuries obviously set him back a little bit too much uh, last season. Um, but yeah, a magical moment that, um, and, and and took the game, you know, away from Leeds for us. And what about that in and out by uh, Dion Cross, Paul? Unbelievable moment that, you know, obviously he's come as a as a winger, but showing world class uh, centre skills there. Yeah, and he's another guy that probably come under the radar a bit, really. I mean, he come from witness, and you know, with the back line we've got, you think, oh, perhaps he'd be a bit of a bit part player, but he took that position. He's tremendous against Castleford and, and he played really well in the friendlies and all. And he's he's took that and, and he's made him, himself sort of nailed on in the, the first team now for me. He's got a first class attitude and you know, good luck to him. And as for Joe Burge, I think he's the same. You know, he, he's won trophies at, at Wigan, but I don't think you can can question his commitment or anything at Solver. I think he's coming and, and you can tell by the, the way he's on the pitch, his attitude is first class. He wants to do well. He's been unlucky with, with injuries and bits of confidence and that, but it's great to finally see him now. Last few weeks, Paul Rowley said at the press conference, he was saying about um, him being one of the best wingers in the comp and, and playing for England. And One of the two of the journalists mm. sort of scoffed at it, really, and, and I was glad Paul Rowley put him in the place. He said, no, I'm not. I'm serious. I'm deadly serious. Because <laughs> he does. He backs his players' role. I mean, if someone... Sort of ask him something stupid like that. He he backs his players hundred percent, and well, it's good to see because because why not? Why not Joe Burgess for for the World Cup? Because he's he's quality. He's six foot three, like Rowley said. Six foot three. He's good in the air. He's got loads of pace. He's a good defender. He's quality and he can finish as well. So um, so yeah, he, 
it, it was excellent. It really was. And um, like you say, Rolls-Royce, uh, Rolls-Royce winger. Mm-hmm. And we've got mm-hmm. uh, a Porsche on the other side, haven't we? We can't see him. Um, obviously, a little bit of a downside for me, Parker. Uh, Leeds were down to 12 men for sort of 20, 25 mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Only managed to score two points and concede two. Is that, that is obviously, we come out with the win. Everyone's still joyous. But it must be a concern for Paul Rowley that the brains trust couldn't break them down at that point. Um, yeah, I, I, it, I did mention it in the game at the time, and I, I was a bit disappointed when they, you know, they got back up to the full complement uh, that we hadn't made the most of it. But we, we when you are, you realise how scoring in that part that period, when you're down to twelve men and how much work you've got to do, we had a lot of ball. And we made them work and we pushed leads around the pitch. Like I was saying before about when, when we're getting out wide to Tim Lafay and, and, and Joe Burgess out wide. And it, it made them shift and it made their big forwards have to do a lot more work. You know, and, and going down to 12 men is not going to be easy anyway. And uh, I just thought we were, we were smart with what we did. Yeah. We, we turned them around with kicks and we kept them, you know, on the toes all the time. We didn't do damage as in with the scoreboard, but that was going to come later. And that's what's going to keep happening to every team. If you keep losing players later in games, you're going to suffer. And that last 20 minutes, I mean, they, they'd run out of gas completely, I think. And, uh, I mean, it's the same against Bulkaya, to be fair. We, we were terrible in that first half. We, we realised what to do. We worked over. And they, they got that try later on and won them the game. Um, but it just took us a little bit too much time to get into that game. We lead. We, we stayed in it all the way through and we just tired them out and it was only when I got home and watched the game again that I realised what had happened because I was I was like you know what, what you said there I was, I was saying to me brother at the time this is we've wasted that yeah you spoke to Paul Rowley after the game uh, Paul and this is what you had to say <laughs> Coach's Corner I'm joined by Paul Rowley a big performance tonight a big 20 minutes you tell in the press conference you you're pretty pleased with that, mate. Yeah, I've chuffed. I'm I'm pleased for the players. I'm pleased for the supporters. You know, it's a it's a good day all round because uh, we filled the stadium. It was full packed, full of the next generation of Salford fans, and they loved it. They were singing. They were hang around at the end for the autographs of the players. So um, yeah, we we you know we took leads on uh, up the middle to be honest, and, and they put their best pack starting. Uh, in an effort to blow us off the park because we, we've not started the last couple of games, so uh, we, you know, we looked the enemy in the eye and took them on up the middle. So uh, huge, huge credit to the players for doing that. Uh, showed tremendous bravery and, and spirit and uh, and patience as well to to chip away all through the game and get the rewards at the end. So really pleased. King Bunny, how you are? Big minutes again. Another player that impressed me. I think I said this last week. Alex Gerard, he's come in there. You started him tonight. You must have been impressed with your pack this week. Yeah, they all did a stint, and uh, you're right. Alex Gerrard were probably our best player last week, and, and he's come yeah. on. He's, he's really efficient, you know. He's he's, uh, he's a clever footballer. So um, yeah, wow. I, I'm impressed with them all. I could go through, I could go through the whole team today and, and give you positives on them all. So um, really delighted. Big moment when Joe Burgess broke through and and, and settled that try. Yeah, huge moment from a world class player. So. Um, 
that, 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 that's the bit that's sticking my head more than anything I think you were just saying there in the press conference about Joe Burge being you know, consistent this season he's been class every week mm. you're saying there he's good enough for England and I think I think you're right he, he looks yeah. the part doesn't he he's a quality oh, I know player, I'm right it? 100% yeah he is he's, he's got everything what, what, what's he not got he's got speed he's got size he's got the will to win he's tough so and he's doing it consistently week in week out and if anyone wants to ask then I'll tell you he's a consistent performer in training as well his standards are very high he's ambitious so his character's good and, and what he does on the field is good so I've you know I've got no dramas uh, you know if it needs saying it needs saying Ken Seal scored again this week he did fail his head assessment so he'll miss next week will he now? Yeah he'll miss next week so uh, shame really because um I know Chris pinched one of his tries, hasn't he? Because Gotta put he, him on the wing next week. Yeah, yeah, so Chris <laughs> skidding, skidding the corner in uh, Ken Seo fashion. But yeah, so I've, I've, Ken's all right, which is the main thing. Um, but he, he did fail his head test and we will miss him, which is a huge loss. Um, but, you know, I don't know if we jinxed him because I was only talking to Reese Williams yesterday and, and, and giving him some... Um, Positive chat, really, because he, he, he's been a third winger in any clubs. It's a bit like a reserve goalie, you know, it's a tough job uh, and, and you've got to be patient. And I don't know if we jinxed a winger tonight, but uh, might just be the opportunity that um, Reese William gets now. So. A nice moment for Ryan Briley. He stood over there talking. No, I, I enjoyed that. He's had a tough week last couple of weeks, didn't he? Got a bit of yeah. stick. And it was nice to see him go well, over. He played well today. Yeah, I don't know about stick. He's not had any stick off me. He gets on his feedback and, and, and he accepts it and you know after, well, he stops sulking after three days and then but we, we, obviously it's no secret we have a great relationship and I back him to the hilt so um, got a bit of a unfortunate one with his pass early doors and, and then come up with a try saving tackle immediately after it so um, he's a player who's, who's, who you want on the front foot when, when he's on the front foot he comes up with big big moments and he, he saved the try he, he he put a kick in that was absolutely outstanding. Uh, so he, he's, he's come up with some big moments and uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, like I say, it's hard to judge them sort of players when you, you're getting steamrolled, you've got no territory. And we've, you know, we've been well beat prior to tonight uh, in all areas. So uh, tonight to be on the front foot, you see the best of him. It's not rocket science. Going back to that pass, is that the kind of rugby you want your team? Obviously, not to drop the ball, but you, you want your team to be ambitious, don't they? I think that's the way you set up, don't you, to play? If it's there, then play it. Yeah, it's not reckless. It's it's uh, it's, it's it's manipulated situations, which everybody does. So, but it was good to show a different side to our uh, attack today. We were, you know, we went straight out the middle. I don't think probably anybody saw that coming, uh, but we did it, and we did it consistently for 80 minutes, and we made lots of meters, and and we did well. So, we, you know, we. We can adapt. We've got clever players, and, and we work hard. So, and we'll continue to do so. And we won't waver in our belief. See you later, Anna. Just saying bye to. Oh no, what is no, what is? So you're keeping it too long now. They're going. Sorry, sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> We're getting in the cup next week, mate. It won't keep much longer. Yeah. Big game in the Challenge Cup. Bit of confidence though now. You can see a bit of confidence flowing there in the team. And Salford wins over Leeds are pretty rare, and it was a nice, mm. nice evening that tonight. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm sure well, you did too. They're a massive club leads, aren't they? They're a brand, and so to get them here and win is, is great. And everybody can have a really good weekend now with a bit of, you know, smile on the face. And a good and attendance as well. Great attendance. So we we didn't miss that opportunity. So um, and. You know what, lo and behold, the sun's been shining as well, hasn't it? So it's there's a lot of reasons to be happy this weekend. But yeah, uh, around the corner, different different competition, 
Um, got some busted boys from tonight, so I think we'll miss a few at Wigan. So that'll be the challenge. Always will be here. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know we go we go to Wigan, uh, huge match, and, uh, and and see what we can do there. And then we've got all, they come thick and fast. Then all the big boys are around the corner. So uh, even more important that we got the two tonight. You enjoy your weekend, Paul. You deserve you it. Too. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. Cheers, mate. So that was Paul Rowley talking to you after the game, Paulie, and he was happy uh, with the performance. He was, you know, happy that that us fans experienced that fantastic. He was ready to get off as well, wasn't he? <laughs> I, had to, like, I had to grab all of them because, well, I think what happened was the press conference went on that long, didn't it? Because Richard yeah. Agar went in first, mm. and I felt so sorry for Richard Agar because he got absolutely grilled. And, and again, I don't know where some people come up with the questions. They were like after trying trying to get him to resign, weren't they, on the spot and. Um, He's a really nice guy, I and mean, we've been to a few press conferences. He's been culture leads, and I like the way he talks. He's not a lot of coaches mm. sort of blame this, blame that, blame the other, and he, he was on it. And so, yeah, we had to wait a while for Paul Roller to come in, and then, yeah, I think he wanted to get off and uh, get a cup of tea. I think so after uh, after the win. Well, yeah, he was obviously he was fan, he was really happy. Show he talked about the spirit and the patience and the pack uh, performance mm. against Leeds, Paul, and you know. Obviously, we, we questioned the, the discipline. There was none of that this week. They were they kept the 13 men on the field, and, and that's an important aspect. Yeah, and the six to go. I think I was keeping um, tally of them this week. I think it was 10 4 to us, or 10 3 or something like that. So he did. It, I think it stemmed to me from the contact in defence. I thought the contact in defence was a lot better. We was more. More dominant in the tackle, I think, particularly in that second half. Anyway, it was it was a good arm wrestle. It really was. It was two physical sides, and you had to be physical to beat Leeds because they've got a big pack of forwards. And you know, we mentioned like Aledski and and um, <coughs> Reece Martin, they're big men, and, and we sorted them out really. So we're very very pleased in that, and the, the way we managed the game was really good. And yeah, Paul Rowley was chuffed. It, it was it was a good result for us. And you know, I was listening to the, the people on Sky, and I don't know. They, it was like we won the league the way they were going and I thought hang on a minute it's about building now for me once swallowed up make a summer I mean that's a good win against Leeds but if you go and get beat at Wakefield in a couple of weeks it's it's no we've got to we've got to use that as a a benchmark now to to go forward I, I agree with you there Paul and he talked Pac he talked about Joe Burgess potential England chances um, we, we all know obviously the, the, the class he's got and he, he said that you know he's in with a shot yeah well I mean the thing is you're still early in the season and you see it all the time with with. I mean you see it quite a lot in football don't you there's always a surprise comes up later on in the season or a player comes through if Joe stays fit like he said he's as good as any winger in the league mm. you know you've got a few nailed on players probably like a Tommy Makinson or something like that who's going to play for England only takes an injury, you know what I mean? These players are there, and and he could easily, if he was still at Wigan, this wouldn't be a question. No. And like Paul said there, you know about these journalists scoffing at the idea. Again, if he was if he's wearing a Wigan shirt, that'd be a decent idea. That'd be a thought. They'd be going, yeah, yeah, he could, he could he do it because he's at Salford. That's that's all that is. There's a you know obviously a a little bit of bias or whatever there. Uh, you know why would Salford players be playing for? For England in a World Cup, ridiculous idea. Um, no, I think I think he's spot on with it. I really do. And, and Joe just needs that time and confidence now to, to grow again and become that player that he was two or three years back. Um, and just going on to something that Paul said there about our, our contact. I said last week against OKR, we we weren't aggressive enough. We weren't our forwards. We're getting bullied really. And this week there was none of that. 
absolutely none of it. The, the, every, everything that I wanted from that pack was there the other night. The, it, it was controlled aggression. There weren't too many stupid penalties, no swinging shots, nothing stupid, just proper contact and a tackle. Make the man know when he's been hit first time. They offloaded a little bit too much for me, but they weren't going anywhere because hmm. we, we kept our structure. So, Overall, I was delighted with that with the, with the forwards. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't, I won't really want to sing single too many out, but uh, I got to go for the king. I mean, what a what a performance he put yeah. in! He was he was absolutely magic, and obviously it's against his old team, so you know a, a double sort of thing, a win for him in that in that way. But he was so dominant. Every time he got the ball, he went forward. He, there was no stopping him. Like we were saying last week about players. When they're hitting the line, they're going down straight away. They tackled before the, you know, the are tackle. He, he was having none of that. You, you had to fight. And again, during them 10-minute spells where they were down to 12 men, that's not what you want if you're an opposite player. You don't want somebody coming in and just tiring you out. And, and the amount of times he took, took the ball in two or three times in a set. Mm. Again, that kind of thing, you know, that's, that's what we've been lacking this year. And it was fantastic. We're magnificent going forward and... Uh, and then, again, just set up that platform for them for them backs like Joe Burgess to shine. Yeah, and you're talking King Bunny Ayawa Parker. We'll just go through through the stats. We'll start when the meet is made this this time. Uh, Ken Seo 137, Tim Lafay 122, uh, King Bunny Ayawa 214, Ryan Lannan 86, Jack Armour ride 50, Dion Cross 108, and um, Wright 68. Uh, Paul, so. Like you said, like Parky said, King Bunny, King Bunny, yeah, yeah, wow, 214, wow. Yeah, some of them other lads need to pull the finger out, don't they? 15, 18, <laughs> they're letting him do all the work. <laughs> but no, I, I thought he was, he's, he's been, he's another one, his attitude is absolutely brilliant. Since he's come <laughs> every week, he's, he's a quality forward. He looks, I mean, my dad gave him the ultimate compliment on Friday night. He looked to me when he made that break and he went, do you know what, Paul? He said, he reminded me of Colin Dixon then when he went through there. <sighs> And I looked at him and the last forward he said that about was Ben Murdoch Masilla mm. when he was skittling players. He said, oh, and that, for my dad to mm. say that, that's, and he doesn't, my dad doesn't eat praise on players very often. He's he's a bit of a perfectionist. He'll, he'll moan about something, but he won't always give people praise, but he's really impressed. So, um, no, I've been really, really impressed with him. And to do 240 metres in a match, I think that's tremendous. And he's an athlete as well. He looks, when he comes off, he, there's nothing of it. There's no that an ounce of fat on him. He's, he's an absolute mm. specimen, and I think we we we've pinched a really good player from Leeds there. I think they've let a really good lad go, and it's it's our game really. So yeah, very excited for him, and uh, yeah, just glad he's in our team, and he's he seems a really good lad as well. Yeah, looking at the top uh, tacklers: Alex Gerrard, thirty-six; Brody Croft, twenty-six; Andy Ackers, thirty-eight; um, Ian oh, Wright. 27, Ryan Lannan 37, and Jack Armouride 25. Uh, Parky saw the forwards, did a load of work there. Shane Wright, yeah, his name. Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Ian, yeah. not Ian, <laughs> famously, uh, famously completely different. Mm. Um, yeah, no, great. You mentioned Ryan Lannan there, you know, and yeah, I think quite a few of us owe him a bit of an apology, yeah, uh, Ryan. Um, I know he got simbined, uh, as he, as he does, um. Uh, and this time, I don't think it was any fault of his own. I don't think it's anything to do with. But that's just going off the the, the topic a little bit. Um, during the game, there were you know these comments obviously flying about. 
about him. And when you watch the game back, mm. the amount of work he got through, yeah. it was it was it was unbelievable. He didn't stop, and I kept thinking, he said, "That's not him again." And it was, and he was on that side, like you say, defending with Brody and, and you know. He's got a lot of work to do out there. A lot of work. Dion Cross is out there, you know, and obviously Kenny C. Oh, they, they're not. They're not made. They're not there for the tackling side of things. And he he really got stuck in. Um, and I, I thought there was two or three times he pulled off real crucial tackles as well when Leeds were getting a bit of momentum. So uh, yeah, full credit to him there. But the tackling again. I mean, Andy Ackers, the player we we probably don't mention half as much as we should. I thought he played pretty well again the other night. And he, he's, he's defence. I know it's your job when you're a hooker. You're in the middle of the park and that's, you know, you, you he, there's nowhere for you to go. Um, but he doesn't shirk any of that. And he must, you know, like you say, they did a 30-odd again this week. He must, I'd love to see what he averages. Hmm. He must be averaging in the 40s every week. And that's, you know, with, with the attacking stuff he's got to do as well, that, that's some effort that. Yeah, I did notice that uh, Ryan Lannan, obviously when Kedzio went off in the last sort of 10 minutes, he he, held, he sort of secured that side of the field for me. And in the last couple of minutes, you could see he was, tre- he was treading, he was running through treacle in the last couple of minutes. But the, the work had been done there, uh, Paul. Obviously, he had seen yellow card in the last couple of weeks, but sensational Friday. Yeah, he was. He was. Seen him after the game, actually. My daughter had a picture up with him and uh, was having a laugh with him, saying, you've done well this week, you didn't get a yellow card. <laughs> but no, I, he, he looked absolutely shattered, and he did. He, he put a massive shift in, I thought, and uh, answered a few of his critics. I, I mean, I, I don't always read everything on social media, but I, I saw a few people say, what does Lion, Ryan Lannan bring to the team? And I thought, that is really harsh, that. And yeah, people are entitled to their opinions. And for me, when when people say stuff like that, the best thing you can do is answer your critics with your performance. And I thought he did. Um, he worked really, really hard there. And that's what he's in the side for. He's not in the side to score tricks of tries and create loads of tries. Ryan Land's in there to, to work hard, do the tackling, and you know make the make the ground going forward. And uh, and he did. He, he was like a sweeper on that side. Particularly when Ken Seo went off, he was he was brushing up and, and and doing all the hard work and making that side secure because you know when you lose somebody on that that side, it sort of throws you off kilter sometimes, doesn't it? And the team will go and attack that side, and Leeds did to a certain extent, and he was there mopping it up, and we never got busted on the on the edges at all. Yeah, big thanks for your three word match reports and man of the matches. I said boys done good, Gerard Stuart Smart. His man of the match was Joel Burgess. Phil Jones gutsy, spirited, clinical. King Vunny Ayawa, Gary Williams, defence won it, the forwards, Sam Richmond, so much better, King KDL, Brody Crawford, Assassin, Chris and Janet Shenton, good second half, Lafay, Paul D, so much better, Cross, Martin, very good win, King, Richard Martin, more like it, King, Richard Andrew, season starts here, King Vunny Ayawa, Tori Amarate, what a relief, King, OSF, huge improvement, Cross. Chris Seedhouse, patient one, patience won it. Uh, King and slash Lafay. I can only have one though. Chris can't have both. <laughs> Stuart Shields, halfback dominant. Gerard, uh, Matt Young, attack knees improving. Lafay, Christopher Sloan, forwards were great. King Lafay, uh, Ryan Martin, dominant in the middle. King Richard P and his dogs in sale. Liquid Rugby League. King Mark, fantastic performance. Guts Lafay, Natalie Taylor, guts and spirit. King. Your mate, Paul Royalaby, King Bunny Ayawa, was his man of the match. Throat still hurts. Did a lot of cheering on, on, uh, on Friday. He did, by the sound of it. 
Yeah, he does. He uh, sits behind us, him and my dad. I got booming voice. West Ham didn't have a show, but <laughs> who's um, who's King Lafay anyway? I'm sure he said King Lafay there. Did I? No, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, we, we can we can crown him if you want. He's only played a few games. <laughs> Call him yeah. the king if you want. Well, someone someone said the team as well, didn't it? But I think what's good there is, I mean, you've probably got about half a dozen players there getting yeah. mentioned, which just showed you how, how well the team played. Not everybody's sort of going for the same person. It's, it's been shared around a bit there. So, yeah, I think there's an awful lot of players. You could probably give it to anybody, really. But the, the people are getting mentioned there, yeah. Definitely had, had great games. It's not my problem this year. Parker needs to make sure he gets the, the new yeah. games right for the three for the man of the match and the, and the trophy of the season. So I hope you hope you're marking mm. these, these names down, Parker. Yeah, making it up as I go along. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he, he's strange, and yet Sky's man of the match. That's he's Mark Snade. Mm. Snade, and non, nobody has mentioned him. Now that I, I think that shows what kind of game everybody else had. Mm. I mean, Cross get, got a few mentions there. Fantastic. He's absolutely faultless, this lad. Really is. He, he's not put a foot wrong yet. I hope I've not cursed him. I've done that before. Um, uh, obviously, King, we, we, we've mentioned, but it, it really could have been any of them. It really could. Brody Croft, again, I say that them little touches he's got, that just them, that knowledge of knowing where to be and what to do at what time. Uh, I, I can't wait to see him blossom. You know, I, I want to see more of him. It, it excites me. What, what I saw the other night, and I've seen a couple of you know little bits of recently. And when when the forwards get on top, um, I think I think we'll see the best of him. But yeah, uh, like Paul said, it's great to see it shared about, and uh, you know, he, how how other people see the game as well. Yeah. You know, each individual fan will pick something up that they'll see. Tim Lafay, like I mentioned, um, well, phenomenal game the other night. Um, a, a real steal, you know. Nobody, nobody wanted him. He was out of the game. Alex Gerrard, another free, you know, out of the game. It just shows, doesn't it? They, these players are there and uh, give them a chance. Opportunity Club gives opportunities. Parker, that's the that's the name of the game. That's a podcast bingo. Mark that one down. Um, Arthur Bollard, defence wins games. King V, Andrew, gutsy performance. His man of the match was Burgess, and finally grew into it from Matt. And these. Man of the match was Lafay, so fantastic performance against Leeds, and uh, we move forward now to the Challenge Cup, and hopefully we can uh, keep this uh, this momentum going. Just before we, we go on to the news, let's talk about the reserves, uh, Parker. Uh, they were away at Wakefield this weekend. They lost 34 points to 12. I'll just go through the team. Callum Green was a fullback. Joe Brady, Miles Harrop was in the centre. Matty Costello was the other centre. Nathan Taylor. Jack Stevens was a standoff. Jody Hughes was scrum half. Connor Tyrrell, uh, Johnny Openshaw, and uh, Dan, is it Dan Spencer Tanks in the front row. Matty Unsworth and Henry Davis were in the second row. And uh, Chris Worrell was at loose forward. On the bench was Lewis Hall, Josh Rock, Jamie Pike, and uh, Jack Scarlett. Yeah, so they lost 34 points to 12. Uh, they took the lead with a try from Jamie Pike. But then, obviously, just for our time, Wakefield scored. And then just sort of on the buzzer, they scored again. And then in the second half, they ran away with four sort of tries. We scored in the middle of that run with a try from Chris Worrell. Callum Green gold both attempts. Uh, but, obviously, defeat against Wakefield. Uh, Danny Barton's men, obviously, would be, would be disappointed after taking the lead. Yeah, um, and it'd be interesting to see what the Wakefield team looked like as well. Mm. You know, you mentioned it there. There's only really 
Maxi Costello with any real experience in in that lineup, isn't there? You know, it's a, and he, he's you know realistically he's he's still a, a, a young lad in in experienced terms. Um, it, it's always tough an away game anyway, isn't it? Especially you know going over to Wakefield. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes you can take the lead too early as well, can't you? Mm. Um, I don't know if that's the case in in, in this scenario, but um, yeah, it, it's it's just good experience for the lads that are in there. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I like what I've seen of Jack Stevens. I think he looks a real a real okay. talent, and you know, play, players like that and, and Worrell. I think he, he he what I've seen of him, he looks like a good kid as well. Mm. Um, and it's just about getting them this game time. It's good to have, you know, obviously you don't have the academy or such, but so these lads, this is their opportunity to, to show us what they have got to force them, you know, into a first team squad next season. Um, disappointing result in the end, obviously, but uh, it, it's probably more about experience for these lads at the moment, uh, more, more than results. Yeah, I saw a highlight of one of Wakefield's tries, uh, Paul. Sam Essie. From, from Wakefield, he's about eight foot tall and about eight foot wide, rampaging through our defence. To be fair, the Zulfers defence did try their best to take him down, but too big and too strong crashed over. I think it was just on half time that as well. Uh, but they, they dug in. Um, Johnny Openshaw, the hooker, twenty years old, he was busy round the rook all night. Miles Harvick, uh, but he he was he was good as well. And Mike Parkey said, uh, Jack Stevens impressed. Uh, and he's certainly, a, you know, there's a name out there. People know that he's he's coming through. And if he gets nurtured, he, he could be the next talent. Yeah, Jack Steve, Stevens looked good when I've seen him, you know, playing for the first team when he's been in the friendly games. I think he, he's, he's a special mm. player and got a really cracking pair of hands on him, a good, a good rugby league brain. His body's probably still developing. He's not the, the, the biggest yet, is he? But, you know, some, some lads don't put loads and loads of sides and it doesn't really really make any difference that and I'm sure he will I'm sure he'll fill out a little bit but he'll gain experience as well and that's what the reserve team's good about you playing against a you know, decent side decent opposition like Pag said I don't know who's in that Wakefield side but you probably find there's some quite a few first teamers in there so this is doing them the world of good this now you know getting the body strong getting themselves tough you know you're only going to get that toughness by playing Playing matches, aren't you? Gaining that experience, you know, going away from home and playing at these grounds. So, uh, so yeah, Jack Stevens is a, is a quality player. I'm sure he's a good career, and let's hope it's at Salford as well. Let's, let's hope we nurture him, we, we don't lose, and we can, we can blossom at our. I think it's great to see at the moment. You know, um, I think the under 16s were playing tonight, weren't they? I don't know how they've gone on, um, but it's great to see so many young people. You no know, playing, you know, for for the Salford club. Yeah, uh, look at the stats uh, we've got. Um, kilometers made uh, Callum Green made 8.8 kilometers John Openshaw made 8.49 kilometers Henry Davis 8.1 kilometer and Miles Harrop made 7.86 kilometers the average of a rugby league player they say is between 6 and 7.2 kilometers mm. parker so they, they ran all day uh, which, which is always a good sign yeah what's that an old money um no. I'm, I'm, I'm a miles man uh, no yeah <laughs> it's it's, uh, yeah no the, 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 i mean the, the first one you mentioned you say you did eight something 8.8 kilometers about five miles that, that, that's that's good it really is effort. um and i dare say a lot of that looking at the result would have been in defense mm. you know having to go backwards and forward backwards and forward not easy to do no um you know, it does bode well if these lads have got that in them, in the tank, uh, to you know, and, and, and to stay in the game for 
for as long as they can. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite a lot that actually thinking about it. I mean, I'm just trying to work it out in my head now, but that's a, that's quite a lot of work. Yeah. I've also got a positive action slash power plays, which is basically any kind of positive uh, tackle or break or positive action which occurred. Uh, Miles Arup had 59 positive actions, Callum Green with 57, Henry Davis with 53, and Jack Stevens with 46. Uh, Paul, so yeah, they, they, they seem like they, they were running and they were giving everything they've got, which is all you can ask for as, as a supporter. Yeah, I was trying to work out that kilometres before. I think eight kilometres is about five miles. Mm. So um, that's, not, that's not a bad coin, that in 80 minutes. So yeah, it sounds like they're working out. And as I said before, they're learning all the time, aren't they? Learning the tricks of the trade and, and how to play. And there's there's, there's no uh, substitute for like sort of experience and, and, and gain your apprenticeship as well and, and playing at a good level. So, you know, I think as the season goes on and they, and they play the other sides in the reserves, they're going to learn things and they're going to come together as a team. And when they do get that opportunity to step up, you know, for, for the first team, I'm, I'm sure they'll take it. But... I'm so pleased that we've got a reserve team because I think mm. providing, I know we've not got, you know, a category one academy like some of the other clubs, but we're making the best of what we've got. Yeah. And we've got people, as I said before, playing for our club, representing our club. So, uh, so it's all good. And we've got some, we've got some talented kids. There. I mean, you've got to go back to that Warrington game, the, the, um, the testimonial game for um, Lee Mossop. And you, most of those players played in that that game, mm. and they, they stood up and were counted, and they really impressed me that night. So, uh, so we've got some talent there. We really have. Yeah. So that's the review of both the games uh, this week, and now we're going to look at all the big news coming out of the club this week. So we'll start with the supporters' trust meeting that happened uh, last night, compared by our very own Paul Parkin. Parker, how, uh, how was it for you? It was good. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was um, a little uh, nerve-wracking, I suppose. Um, but no, it was it was a really good night. You know, well attended. Um, and I've got to say, the players, both the the gents and and the ladies, were are a credit to the club. They really are some. Some real personality in there, um, and just just chatting to them, just trying to get you know a little bit of info about them, and that, you know how they got into the game and that kind of thing. And they were they were all brilliant, all really responsive, um, very honest, and and it was it was a good night. Yeah, I know they made. Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. They made they made some really good money last night as well, um, a, a surprising amount. And uh, that, that, I mean that's the main thing, obviously, because that money then is, is given over back to the club, and we can go out and sign hopefully another three or four young Welsh players in the future, or whoever else is coming through. Um, I know they handed over a cheque last night for six grand, so that takes it up to I think twenty-eight grand in in just over a year mm-hmm. given to the club. From you know these these people work so tirelessly; it's it's tremendous. Uh, you know what they do for the club. Uh, in their own time, and uh, no, it was good, and it was a, it was you know quite an honour to be you know to be asked. Obviously, I, I stepped in for for Mr. Whiteside. Um, uh, I, I hope I did him proud. Uh, I know he was away skiving somewhere in some posh hotel or something. I'm not I'm not sure, but um, left, left me all in the baby. Um, but no, it was a really good night, and and I've got to say, like I said, the, the players were, were fantastic. The, the you know. 
and, and, and finding a bit more about the ladies and how they've settled and how they're progressing. Mm. He's so professional. This isn't, you know, I, I got Paul King up for a, a brief chat and he said, you know, it's not a box ticking exercise. It's not, yes, we've got a ladies team. Yes, we will have a disability team. Yes, we will have it. He wants the best. And this is this is not a joke. This is, you know, he wants these guys in Super League in a couple of years' time when they get the first chance to be in there, to be in there. And it, you can see the difference in the club um, and everything about it. And uh, and then I got a chat to Matt Carr as well, the new safeguarding officer. So what what a gentleman he is. Um, the, the workload he's got, I, I really don't envy him. He, he explained last night, uh, and I still can't get my head around most of it, but what he has to do, and obviously he saw Friday night, for them kids there, I mean, what an effort from the club that was. They need a massive pat on the back for that because them kids, they helped create an atmosphere the other night, mm. which rarely happens when you just bring thousands of kids in. It was so well done, so well orchestrated, and he's obviously a massive part of that. And and his role is so in-depth. And, and he was telling us how far we are along now. And, you know, we're, we're up there with the best in, in, in rugby league at what we do. Um, and, and you know the, the buy-in from the club to, to make this work, um, and he, so he was, he was fantastic. Uh, it was just a, a really good night all round, and uh, some characters at, at this club, and and, and I really he felt like there was a spirit. Um, so yeah, it was a good night. It's up and down a bit. Uh, Paul Parkin wants your job. He's got it. <laughs> I think he's got from from what I've heard, he's got the gig. He's better than me, so he, he can have it. He can have the job. I wasn't in a posh hotel, by the way. I was in a keeping the keeping the economy going. That's what he's doing. Box standard. He's he, backsy. They're having me all over the place. I'm, I've got my van back today. I've been in a higher van for two months. Uh-huh. So uh, while my van was getting repaired, so I've been all over the place, literally all over the place. But I've been down in Warwick today to pick a van up, to pick a brand new van up, which I brought all the way back. And I've just been to see my original van, what I got today, and it's a mess. They've took the engine out and everything. They've wrote it off. So I've, I've, I've got, I'm in a new van now. I'm all sorted. And I'm ready to go <laughs> after all my travel. I've been doing like a 1,000 miles a week. <laughs> so, daft. so, so yeah, we're doing all right. But no, I believe from what I saw that the pictures and what have you, when I got a brew today, I was looking at the photos and uh, it looked a cracking night at the dog and partridge. Good pub in it, you know, Dennis down there and everybody, and, and it, it just looked really good. And you know, Matt Carr, as you said, we spoke to Matt haven't we, a few times. He seems a really good fellow. You got the ladies who were there as well, Shane Wright and, and Sam. Look, does Shane Wright and Sam look like they out share together? Them two, am I right? Yes, um, a little bird tells me they stick together like glue. Um, yeah, like like Mister and Mrs. these days. So uh, that, that's good. I mean, I, I asked um, I, I asked the Aussie guys about some of the quirks that they found since they came over here. You know, a little bit away from rugby league. What what what's different? What makes you think these Brits are a bit mad or, or you know what whatever catches you out? And uh, and Brody Croft said that one one of the things was we all live in brick houses. Which is something he's not used to in Australia. And I thought, oh, well, that's okay. But they both mentioned the accents. Right. Uh, and Shane Wright said um, they went to the first sort of pre-season meeting with, with Rolls and everybody else, and they came out and he hadn't a clue what what had been said. Huh. Uh, and then it sort of picked up that you're living with Sam Luckler, who as a Geordie, most of us won't understand. Yeah. So how was he getting on? He, obviously, I mean, they, they, they looked like, say, you could see that that bond there and a bit of a laugh. And uh, 
uh, yeah, it was it was it was good to see. Um, but yeah, they do the the house share and. Uh, <laughs> they certainly bounced off each other a little bit. Surprised he's, he's not a silent monk now with all that going on. Um, obviously, look, looking at the, the the details coming out of the meeting, uh, Paul, £6,000 donated to the Reds uh, Development Fund. They've talked about the, these Welsh lads that have, that have uh, come through. Finn Yates, he's 17, he's a hooker, played for the Welsh under-17s. Uh, Scott Pritchard, he's 17, he captains the Welsh under-16s team. Billy... Walkley, 17, halfback. He was captain of the uh, Welsh team at under 18. And uh, Connor Lag, prop forward, 16. Uh, he's 17, but he was a prop forward in the 16. So this Welsh link up paying dividends now. Oh, it certainly is, yeah. I mean, you saw the lads the other week and saw the pictures of them on, on I think it was on social media, where it had a picture of them with the, with the parents and the background signing, the contracts and things like that. And those things players are going to remember forever. And do you know what? I was just daydreaming yesterday at work and just thinking about things. And I thought, do you know what? This last 12 months or so, the club mm-hmm. just seems to have gone like that in professional terms. It, everything is being run so well. And Someone said to me a few years ago, when I think it was when our previous owner was there, said to me, yeah, oh, that club you support, Tim Pot, and it hurt me big time. And I thought, you know what? You can't say that anymore. You cannot say that anymore about the way Salford's being run. It's being run absolutely tremendous. Like you just mentioned there about the, the kids at the game. How well all that was, was run. We've got a guy there looking after Mercedes Garden officer. You're getting a ladies team in there. You've got a reserves team. You can you can carry on naming the, the players that we're bringing in, you know the, the young players and, and the people who are getting involved. We're not Tim Pot anymore, Robert. I mean, you know, I think things are going really really well at Salford off the off the field at the moment. We've got a good win against Leeds. I mean, it's not all about off the field. You've got to get the results on it. But I think what's happening at the moment is foundations are being built, and what probably should have been built a long time ago, years ago, but now. It finally feels like, you know, we're not just going to be a flash in the pan and just have one good season here and there. We might be building for the future. And I think that's that that's the, the great thing to see. And uh, it, it is exciting. It is exciting what, what things are happening at the moment. And you can see that I was reading something in the League Express. I think Martin Sadler wrote in the League Express just how impressed he was with what's going on at Solvent. Other clubs are, are taking note. The attendances as well. The attendances are slowly creeping. I mean, they're, not, they're not massive. They can't like a shout in the rooftops. But they go in the right direction, aren't they? And, and other people from other clubs are noticing this. And, uh, no, it's putting a smile on my face anyway. Yeah. Uh, over £800 sort of raised on the night as well, uh, which, which is fantastic. So, like we said, what we always say, get involved with the Supporters Trust. I think it's £10, £5 to, to, to join, you know, be, be part of it and uh, it, it's great mm-hmm. other news uh, Wigan Away Travel is available community run £13 a seat at Parky contact Dennis Riley on 0757 or Patrick Dempsey on 07885882045 hopefully uh, we'll get a decent following at Wigan because obviously it's a cup game and we all dream about that Challenge Cup uh, uh, victory yeah, uh, the two names you mentioned there as well, both both putting their, their money where their mouth is in many ways, as well as sponsoring players and putting money into the club. So, you know, if you can, if you, you know, you are going to, you are thinking of going and, you know, you want to leave the car at home, you know, give them a call, get, get on board with them because uh, 
I'm sure they'll look after you. Um, Dennis again last night, by the way, just just going back to to, to the meeting was was fantastic. He's uh, he got control of everybody um, and made made life a lot easier for me. Um, so yeah, two two you know two decent lads who are going to obviously the money's going to go round in circles really and go back into the club. So uh, and it's nice to have that option. Let's be honest. Um, I was only thinking today about you know getting there on on Friday night and. Uh, it's just nice for it to be there because the amount of times where we've had you know, no away travel um, and you've got to meet your own way it can be a bit of a nightmare. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to, to get a good turnout and you know back the lads again. And we we do anyway. We always you know we, we always follow well, really, don't we, for our numbers, which is more than can be said for certain clubs. Um, one of which was with us on Friday night. Um, I, I think I think. As Salford fans, I think percentage of fans we take away from what we have at home is is really high and probably higher than most in in rugby league. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be there. I'm certainly be loud and proud. And uh, yeah, so if you if you are thinking of going and fancy a drink or like that, obviously give uh, give Dennis a call. Yeah, the uh, the Rising Star campaign has started again. Uh, Paul, for boys and girls, uh, 12th of April, if you're in year six, year seven, it's 10.30 to 12. If you're in year eight and year nine, it's 1 p.m. to 2.30. And on the 14th of April, if you're in year six and year seven, it's 10.30 to 12. And if you're in eight, year eight and year nine, it's 1 p.m. to 2.20 p.m. But um, it's a, obviously a great opportunity if you're obviously in school and, and, and you're looking to, to get into rugby league to have this pathway uh, into the sport is fantastic. Is that half term that Rob? Those I think so. Weeks, is it? God, I didn't realise half term was coming again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It just, it's a, just echoing what I said before. It's another thing that, that Salford doing in the community, isn't it? And, and the way this way everything's going at the moment, giving, you know, giving kids the option to, to play rugby league, getting people involved in the sport, I think it's tremendous. So uh, we should have had something like that when I was in year eight and year nine. Mm-hmm. It depends, even though I wasn't very good at rugby league. <laughs> but I uh, couldn't really catch the ball. But no, sounds good. Sounds exciting, that. Saying that I've seen you, Depp Dixon, and go. So I think <laughs> you've been, you might have made the, made the cut. Oh, I don't know, we're pacing that good. I think he was having a slow day there. He, he murdered me last couple of times. <laughs> but there's obviously the success stories. Uh, Connor Aspie, Parky, he went through that that process. Uh, Jack Stevens, who's currently in the reserves, he he went through. Gabrielle uh, Kaplan, she's in the in the ladies' side. So it's it shows to the people who, who want to get sort of in, involved and, and join this process that you know there is there is a pathway straight to the to the team. To, to talk to along with Megan and uh, uh, Helena and uh, I, I bumped into to Lucy as well as I was leaving um, but yeah and you know you, you listen to the story and you, you ask how did you get into the game and, and these are the pathways that we need you know we just need to get people rugby league is one of them sports where he, he, some people are right to play the game some people are right to watch you whichever one you do you love, you just fall in love with it. And it's just about getting people involved, get the kids involved. What happened on Friday night, bringing the crowds in, um, will we'll help. You know, as long as we carry on and track that and make sure, you know, we, we get the chance to get them back. But to introduce them to the game, to get them to play. Because, you know, still in so many schools, it, it's not played. 
or you know it's not taken seriously. And this this is you know the club are doing everything they can to get people involved. Uh, and like I say, you go down, you, these kids can have a go. It's not for them, but it might be the, the fact that they, they want to watch the game or get involved in a different way. There's so many avenues into into rugby league these days. Um, but no, you can't fault the club, can you, for what they do uh, and the effort they put in. And uh, I hope it's a big success. I hope they get a good turnout. Yeah. Other news, uh, VX3 Apparel have their heritage range uh, available. I know, Paul, you're not that bothered about, about jerseys and, and merch, but Parky is. Shirts, hoodies, polos, Parker, impressed? Yeah, yeah, well, it was threatened last year, the year before, a heritage range with a previous uh, kit, kit, <laughs> uh, kit designer or whatever. Um, but it's funny, again, the, the lad I was talking to today, we mentioned VX3 and how, how, how good they are. It's another one of these arms to the club yeah. that things are going right. We're getting this right. They're, they're bringing out new rates. It's not, there's your kit at the start of the year. That's what you've got. Once it's gone, it's gone. You, there's nothing else. There you go. All getting eyes in it, um, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it's brilliant. And, and you know, heritage range. Why? Because I, I don't buy a replica shirt anymore. I don't. I don't particularly like the you know the, the designs and that kind of thing. But but they give you another option now. Mm. They they will some some way empty my wallet. You know that's that's what they've got to. This is what we need. We've not had this for years. We've got this range now of whether it's the actual, you know, club merch or I mean, again, we said the other week about the the, the Magic Weekend shirt. The amount of people I've spoken to who've got it, and one of the big selling points was the T-shirt they got with it. Mm. Do you know what a great idea? You know, people are getting two tops for the price of one. The, the, it's just another. It's all like Paul said. It's scarily professional. But it is, it's a shock for most Salford fans, let's be honest. Um, we've, we, you know, we've not had it the best over the years. Um, but no, no, again, yeah, another another range to come out. So again, if anyone's, you know, I, I, I'll certainly uh, I'll certainly wear it if anyone's going to buy it. <laughs> I, th- I knew the flood would come. I was waiting. Has it, has it, has try, it, has it turned you already, uh, Paul? Yeah, I've, I've seen some of the merchandise. I've got my T-shirt on tonight. Yes. Yeah, so um, that's got like the, all the the names and the season ticket holders and I don't know where I got this from. Um, oh, I tell you where I got this T-shirt from. There's a story behind this T-shirt. That... I didn't pay for it. Oh right. Yeah. Remember, oh, here we go. Remember there we the go. Magic Weekend last year? Yeah. When we went to the Magic Weekend, somebody put this shirt on the statue of Bobby Robs at the ground, right. and someone jumped on the statue. And went, oh, you can't put that on there. It's sacrilege sort of thing so this all supporter took it off and he gave it to me on the way he went you're a Salford fan right you take this t-shirt with you so got this for free so I don't know who put it on Bobby Robson but I've ended up with it but um, but yeah I think the, the, the heritage is really good I was talking to one of my dad's friends on um, on Friday night about the Magic Weekend shirt and he said the only reason why he bought it so I could get that free T-shirt with it because the T-shirt was really nice. So I don't really like the Magic Weekend shirt, but I wanted the T-shirt. So that's no brainer, isn't it? I'm beginning to think I'm the only one who's getting not getting stuff for free here. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> really. So there we go. Yeah. So if you're interested, heritage stuff is there. Go and buy it. Great stuff. Final bit of news. 
before we finish the news section, uh, Parker, I'm going to talk about the, the Ghanaian Rugby League Nines Championship. The Akarara Panther um, are in that. And the women's team have won championship playing in the Sulphur Red Devils shirt. They went through the season undefeated, uh, scored the most tries. They were, they were christened the entertainers. And obviously our link up with, with Ghana paying off for them as well. Yeah. Uh, again, Paul King mentioned it last night. Um, obviously he's saying about, you know, we got the link with the Welsh and that's that. He said, you know, hopefully the next few years, the Ghanaian side of it will also, also click in. And, and I hope Paul doesn't, uh, Send me any nasty mail, but he has got another announcement to make soon, How's that? Uh, which he mentioned last night. So um, I don't want to say anything because I don't know if he meant he didn't mean to let it slip or whatever. He did say it in a room full of people, to be fair to him. But uh, <laughs> and you were private, you were for, pro- probing him look, as well. Yeah, you. he was a bit frost, frost Nixon at times. <laughs> uh, no, he, just just look out for the next link up because again, you I think you're going to be impressed, but um. No, again, another thing the club have done, another arm to the club. Um, but no, well done to him. Well done. It's uh, it's good to see us uh, lifting silverware in that kit. Because um, I know it's the, the grand final kit, wasn't it, from 2019, I think they've got at the moment. Uh, and uh, sadly, we, we couldn't lift anything in it. But um, yeah, no, it's good to, it's good to see. And I, I hope the game keeps, keeps growing there. I really do. It seems like there's a real appetite um, in both men's and women's uh, sport over there, so uh, fingers crossed, we we you know we, it bears some fruit for us. Yeah, with the Accra Panthers ladies uh, winning the championship, uh, Paul Chris Bates will be knocking on Ian Bleasy's door, looking for a, a cheeky scouting session to see if he can bring anyone over before the uh, the season starts. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? Why not? It'd be a bit warmer over there. Mind you, we can't say it's been warm over <laughs> yeah. here recently, so it's not been bad. But uh, but no yeah and as you say that that kit that they've got on probably one of my favourite solvers mm. of, of recent years that's it's a belting kit that that um, that one they won the grand final but no a good bit of news that and yeah a, again another um, another good news story we've been littered by him and I, like Park said there it, it shocks me how professional the club has been because over the years he's like bloody neck we we're so unprofessional you, we moan about this and you can't because. You know, touch wood, everything's sort of running like clockwork, isn't it? And um, you know, everything looks really stable off the field, which is which we've not really been able to say over the last sort of decade or so. So, um, so yeah, things are looking looking good, and it's exciting times to be a Salford supporter, isn't it? At the moment, mm. it is. So that's all the big news coming out of the club this week, and now we're going to look at what's happening in the world of rugby league with Paul. Here is this week's Devil of Detail Amateur Report and Life Outside the Top Flight Report as well. We talk about all the other business in Rugby League. We'll start off with the National Conference Leagues. It's round three, just gone at the weekend. Rochdale Mayfield beat Egremont Rangers by 36 points to 26. They were trailing 2012 at halftime, but uh, a good second half fight back from Mayfield got them their second win of the season. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers 6, Alton Raiders 14. 
Oldham St. Anne's went down in Division 3. They were beaten at 28 points to 16 at Millham. And Warthead Warriors 18, Hensingham 30. The fixtures for this week, Saturday the 26th of March. In the Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield travel to Wathbrow Hornets. In Division 1, Stanningley face Saddleworth Rangers. And in Division 3, both our Oldham sides are away from home. Oldham St. Anne's travel to Bentley. And Warthead Warriors go to East Leeds. Moving on to the North West Men's League, Division 1 on Saturday, Bury Broncos 26, Hindley 26, Ulverson 18, Folly Lane 12. In Division 2, Carryzed Rhinos 66, Wigan St. Pat's A10. Roos Pioneers 38, West Art Lions 24, Salford City Roosters 16, Wigan Springview 52. The fixtures for this week, Saturday the 26th of March. It's Cup uh, action. In the Cup, it's Folly Lane against Dalton. Latchford Albion face Bury Broncos. In the Trophy, Pilkington Rex A face West Horton Lions. In the Shield, Oral St. James A are at home to Waterhead Warriors A. Liverpool Lions face Langworthy Reds. Uh, Bolton Mets are at home to Ashton Bears A. Oldham St. Anne's A face Preston and South Ribble Rabbit O's. And Higginshaw face the Garswood Stags A. In Student Rugby League, Salford were beaten last Wednesday 60 points to nil against UCLan. In College Rugby League, Warrington 28, Hopwood Hall 12. And the fixtures for this week in the College Rugby League, it's Hull FC against Salford Red Devils. And in the North West 1, it's Cowley 6 form against Salford Red Devils A. In the North West Youth, in the under-18s Premier Division, Blackbrook Blues, 32, Waterhead Warriors, 10. That was a match played on Saturday the 19th of March. Some other results for you in Division 1, Folly Lane 4, West Horton 54, that is the under-16s. Also in under-16s action, Rochdale Mayfield 34, South Trafford Raiders 12. The fixtures for this week, Sunday the 27th of March, in the Premier Division of the under-18s, Waterhead Warriors are at home to Saddleworth Rangers. In Division 1, Salford City Roosters face Roos Pioneers. Division 2, Langworthy Reds are at home to Wigan St. Cuffers. In the under-16s, Division 1, South Trafford Raiders are at home to Crossfields. Thato Heath Crusaders face Folly Lane. West Horton Lions are at home to Hindley. Division 2 of the under-16s, Holton Farm with Hornets Green play Saddleworth Rangers. Waterhead Warriors are at home to Shevington Sharks. And Salford City Roosters are at home to Hindpool Tigers. Well, finally this week, we'll have a look at what's been happening outside the world of uh, Super League. In the Betfred Championship, it was round six at the weekend. Barrow Raiders 18, London Broncos 18. Batley Bulldogs got a fantastic result. They drew at home to Featherstone Rovers. Featherstone were top of the shop with five wins from five. Batley Bulldogs, though, 20. Featherstone Rovers, 20 was the final score. Late try for, uh, for Featherstone. Uh, got them back into the, got them a draw actually for that game so unlucky to uh, battle but a great result all the same Dewsbury Rams 22 Newcastle Thunder 24 Whitehaven 6 Sheffield Eagles 44 Chris Wellham and Jamie uh, sorry Ben Jones Bishop sorry Ben Jones Bishop and Chris Wellham two former Salford players going over for tries there for Sheffield Eagles big win for Sheffield they've started to climb the table now and they've gone into the playoff spots uh, Workington Town 12, Bradford Bulls 26, York City Knights 32, Witness Vikings 6 and it was a Betfred Challenge Cup match last Monday, I think I'll give this one out for you, but Bradford Bulls 16, Lee Centurions 20. The fixtures for this week is Challenge Cup action again. There was a match on Monday night in the Championship, Lee Centurions won away at Halifax, I think it was 26-16 that one it finished. The fixtures in the Challenge Cup though this week, Friday the 25th of March as we'll talk about in the podcast, Wigan Warriors face Salford Red Devils with a 7.35 kickoff. On Saturday, Catalan Dragons play Featherstone Rovers, that's a 3.30 kickoff at um, European time. Hulkingston Rovers face Lee Centurions at 3 o'clock. On the BBC at half past four, Leeds Rhinos play Castleford Tigers. On 
So at the Millennium Stadium, Featherstone, Sheffield Eagles are at home to Hull. That's a two o'clock kickoff. Whitehaven plays St. Helens. That is on the Sportsman at two o'clock. There's a Betfred League One game also on Saturday at three o'clock. That's London Scholars against Hunslet. The rest of the action is on Sunday. Betfred Challenge Cup. Barrow face Huddersfield on the BBC at half past four. Warrington play Wakefield at two o'clock. That's on Premier Sports. There's a Betfred Championship clash between Workington and Halifax. That's a two o'clock kickoff. And League One gets underway. Betfred League One. Doncaster face the Midlands Hurricanes. Oldham play Keithley Cougars. That's on the Hour League app. Rochdale Hornets are at home to North Wales Crusaders. And finally, Swinton Lions play the West Wales Raiders. So good luck to our local sides in Betfred League One. It should be a really good league. That the Super League at the moment. Saints are top. Catalan second. Wigan third. Huddersfield fourth. Hull. Fifth and Warrington six to lose a bottom, but they had a fantastic win against St. Helens last week, 22 points to 20. In the championship, Featherstone Rovers are still top, Barrow second, and uh, Lee Centurions are up there as well. So that's all I've got for you this week. Take care, have a good week, and enjoy the cup at weekend. So that was Paul's uh, rugby league review, and now we'll preview both games uh, this week for both men and women. It's time. So we'll start with the men, uh, Parker, Wigan Warriors in the Challenge Cup away mm. will be a tough contest. Yeah, look, you know, if you if you're going to make the draw yourself, uh, there's going to be a couple of teams you'd wanted to avoid, and certainly away from, and, and Wigan would have been one of them. Um, they seem to be going along okay at the moment. I don't think, I, I don't think we, we need to fear them as such. I don't think this is a, a, a great Wigan side by any means. Um, I think they can be got at. Uh, sadly, we're going to be missing a couple of players who, who picked up knocks last week. Um, but I, I think we've got a decent chance. I really do. Uh, I think the confidence that the, the Leeds game would have beaten us taking the I know Leeds aren't having a great time, but they are a big scalp. What you think every year, you know, Leeds Rhinos are, are going to be up and around the playoffs, you generally think. So the, the confidence from that will have uh, will have helped us. And um, it, the, the only thing that, you know, that does worry me is, is Wigan's record at home. It's, uh, it's, it's really impressive, isn't it? They, they rarely lose a game. But it is the cup. Anything can happen. Um but yeah, I think I think if we click, we we, we can we can do a number on them. We've just got to keep uh, Jai Field, you know, out of the game because he's, he's so dangerous. What a what a player! I mean, I think he only managed about four last year. He didn't, um, and with him, uh, they've got a big you know a big set of forwards, which will cause us problems. But if we stand up like we did on Friday, that that doesn't worry me. Our back line. He's, he's superb. Yeah, there'll be no Kenny CEO. We know that. But Reese Williams comes in. Um, probably, I would have thought. And and it's his, his turn to make it, you know, to shine and make a statement and say, well, you know, how would you leave me out? Um, so I, I think that's that's okay. We know that the experience he's got and the speed he's got. So that's, yeah. is he as good as Kenny CEO? Probably not. But he's, he's not a bad understudy, let's say that. So, um no, I think we've got a decent chance. I think we just got to turn up. We we speaking to the players last night, and it was drummed on by by a few people asking questions about the the what the Challenge Cup means to to us as fans, and uh, you know, especially to the two Aussie lads. Did, did they understand 
you know, what, what it meant, what the cup was all about. And they, they certainly did get it. And it's something the club had, and the team had spoken about. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it'd be a good game. Uh, I know it's on, it's been televised by Premier Sport this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, that, you know, the Rugby League will get to, get to see us. And I just hope, I just hope it is an entertaining game, which I think it will be. And uh, we, we've certainly got a chance. Yeah, lots of star talent in that Wigan Warriors team. Paul, uh, Zach Hardacre, Thomas Lulawai, John Maitman. You know, these are all proven sort of internationals. We're, we're at sort of a training team in transition, but we've got some sort of good players as well. So I don't think we should be kind of overawed going into this game. No, I won't be overall, but they're, they're, they're a tough team to play as we're going out. They don't, they don't seem to give a lot away. They're hard to break down. They're hard to score points against. They're, they're very physical and they, they do tend to, to grind results out, don't they? And, mm-hmm. You know, they've been accused of that a few times over the years, not being the most exciting team, but, you know, they, they, they're a difficult team. You know, Liam Farrell's a, a player who I always look out for who's Pops up with a, an awful amount of tries for a, for a second row, man. Uh, Jai Field, as you've mentioned before, they've got some pace on their wings, haven't they? You know, Liam, is it Marshall? Liam, is it Liam Marshall? Marshall, Marshall yeah. isn't it? Marshall, yeah, he's a, he's a decent winger. So, um, yeah, they've got some good backs as well. Tommy Lulawai is still playing as well, and he's knocking on a bit now, but very experienced. And they've got aggression in that pack as well, haven't they? Mm-hmm. You know, um, some, some young lads in there, is it Partington and Liam Byrne and... Um, Havard, I think his name is as well. So, and Smith is. They, they've got some good forwards there. So, they, it'll be a test. It'll be a big test for us now. They've started the season pretty well, but they've shown a bit of vulnerability as well. They were humbled in France, weren't they? 28 0 by mm. Catalan. So, they, they, there is ways you can beat them. And Paul Rowley will know that. He'll have, he'll have studied that and, and seen flaws in the game. So, uh, so yeah, it's an intriguing one. It's a cup tie. It's one off, uh, one off game as well. Yeah, Matt Pete, the coach, uh, Park, he kind of come through the, the, the Wigan system. I've always thought Wigan go for big names. And do you think it's kind of a risk of him coming through rather than going out and getting someone? Uh, well, he's, he, I know he's, he's, he's his name above the door, if you like, but there's, there's a team there, isn't there? I know he's got Lee Breers and, and, and uh, uh, you know, I think there's four or five of them all involved. It's mm. uh, it's quite a, quite a convoluted system, I think. But one thing he has done, he has changed the way Wigan play. Mm. Like Paul was saying there, they've been very sort of conservative over the last few years um, under Adrian Lamb. They didn't they weren't they didn't play expansive rugby. They just grind you down and grind you down. And now they're trying to play a different way. I think they do spread the ball a little bit more than they did, which then will give up. Teams like you know ourselves a chance because um, it was so they were so tight. I mean the, the defense was was very mean over the last couple of years. Um, I think they've changed that style a little bit. And, and like us, like say what you see. And and Phil Clark said the other week, you know, he, you, you're going to break a few eggs. He's going to make an omelet. You know what I mean? It's mm. he, he's going to happen, and you are going to make mistakes. If you're going to play that way, and I think that's happening to Wigan at the moment. I think that's why he's seeing this change, and it's going to take time for for a lot of players to get used to, because they've not brought many in this year. Or last year, um, so it's going to be a it is going to be tough. They have got a lot of a lot of good good players, and going to to, to Wigan's never easy. Um, but I think with with that style and it being a cup game, maybe you know a little bit more freedom. I still think we've got a decent. Score prediction off you, uh, Paul. Wigan 10, Salford 11. 
Who's the drop goal? Chris Atkin. Okay. Parky, what's your score prediction? Uh, uh, I'm going to go Wigan. Oh. Sorry. What was it? Wigan? Twen- 22. Yeah. Salford, 24. 22-24, Salford. Yeah. I'm going to go close game. I'm going to go Wigan, 16, Salford, 22. And <clears throat> Croft score the winner for Salford. Sends us through to the uh, the next round. So, let's talk about the ladies now. Uh, Parquet, they face Featherston Lionesses in the League mm-hmm. Cup away from home. Uh, be a tough contest uh, for them. The Featherstone Lionesses are the, the reigning league champions. Um, so it'll be a big test uh, for, for the ladies this week. Yeah, very much so. Having having the pleasure of speaking to the girls last night, um, I, I don't hold any fear of, of anybody. Mm. I think that the, the, the way they come across, the professionalism, the way they're training, it just seems they're already a Super League team. Uh, our ladies, I, I may be jumping the gun. You know, but I think they're well up for it. They're not. They're not scared of anybody. That they, and the the thing is, because it's all new as well, they have no fear. They don't. You know, it's just another team for them to go and knock over. Um, and they, they, they were absolutely buzzing. And I think that, that there's that much confidence there uh, off previous results. Um, there's no reason why they can't turn them over. Fev will will be tough they're, you know a proper rugby league town isn't it let's be honest there uh, there's no messing about and uh, I, I don't know if they're going to get to play at post office road that in itself is an experience um, it certainly has been as a fan so as a player I'm sure it will be but uh, yeah I, th- I don't think they, they need fear anymore I really don't I think they look they look well keyed up for it and and, and the other thing that, that came across was the excitement they feel about it they can't wait for the next game now. Mm. It seems, you know, they, they want more and more. And they're just planning ahead now and get this season done and get on with the real thing next year. And then, you know, two years' time, Super League, probably, if, if they carry on at the rate they're doing. So, yeah, this is another stepping stone. They want to go on and win, you know, win this cup. Got to knock these guys over. And, uh, yeah, it's an away trip to, to you know, to that deepest arc is Yorkshire. But, um I've no no reason. I've got full confidence in the girls. Yeah, they've got some good players, uh, Featherston. Uh, captain Nicole Austin, she's one to look out for. Evie Simpson, she's a vice captain. Uh, Nyla Morris, big prop forward. Lots of uh, goal forward from her. Uh, Danny McKean, McKean, McNeil, sorry, she's a second row. So it's, it's going to be tough, obviously. We've got uh, Vicky uh, Kinney uh, in our in our forwards and, and Vanessa Hadley they'll they'll obviously be looking to to, to put a challenge up there f- against uh, uh, Paul. Yeah, they certainly will. They certainly will, and it's a, it's a tough place to go there. As you said, they both said they're an established uh, club, aren't they, Featherstone now at, in in ladies rugby league. So it's another test, and I think it'd be disappointing for the ladies. They didn't get a run out at the weekend um, mm-hmm. against Witness, wasn't it? And I think they all wanted to play in that game, and for one reason or other, they they couldn't. So let's hope they'll they'll take that frustration into this game now, because when you're playing well and you've got that team spirit and that bond, you just want to be out there every week playing, don't you? So uh, I think they're going to take that into this week and. This this will be another test for them, but you know, up to now they, they've they've passed the test, so I'm expecting them to to do really well once again. 
yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Hopefully, Louise Fellingham and, and Di Jones you know, inspired against uh, Wigan St. Pat's Parky. Obviously, looking for more of the same against uh, Feverson this week. Yeah, and like you say, I mean, Paul's just made a point there that when, when you're winning, you're full of confidence, you can't wait. Uh, and confidence is a you know it's a big thing. It's it's I'm not saying that's the case here, but in many times it's brought the the underdog through because they've got on that roll. I mean, we see what we did in 2019. You know, nobody expected that. Sorry, and uh, I, I think I think at the moment, like I say, that spirit was there last night, and, and everything you hear about them, you know, it's it's exciting. It's great to see, and it's. These girls are taking this really serious. This isn't, you know, this isn't just a pastime. This isn't something they've they've picked up as a bit of a fad. Uh, they're targeting big things, and uh, and and this is the next stepping stone. Does Chris Bates, uh, Paul, shuffle his shuffle his pack? Uh, because last obviously last game he won forty two nil, so it, it was a great performance by the ladies. So do, does he? Do you think he goes with the same team, or do you think he kind of mixes it up? Um. I'd probably say go with the same team, Ralph. You, you, it's not broke there. If you've won 42 now, you'd probably go with it with a similar sort of side. He might want to change things around and give other people a run as well. But I would, if it was me, I'd probably be we'd go with a similar side. It's a cup game as well. Game, don't you? So uh, I would have thought he'd, uh, he'd keep faith with the players that done him proud in the last game. OK, prediction time, Parky. What do you think? Uh, I think I think we'll go there and roll uh, I really do. I'm going to say Fev 8, uh, Salford 26. 26. Um, Paul, what do you think? What's your prediction? Uh, Featherton 10, Salford 20. 20. 10, 20. I'm going to go. I know what to say. You say Rhythm is a dancer. McKeown is the answer. <laughs> so I'm going to go Salford to win. It'd be Featherston 16, Salford 44. Lucy McKeown hat trick sends Chris Bates' ladies through to the next round of fixtures in the League Cup. Write that down. I think That's just going up. You know what I mean? It'd be nice to go close to a final. So I don't think Chris needs to change the team at all. And I think last night we've got several games, games this season. So that's that's fantastic. Let's get the job done. Yeah. So if you want to watch the uh, ladies on Sunday, the postcode for the Featherston Lionesses ground is WF75DE. That's WF75DE. And the kickoff is uh, 2 p.m. On Sunday. So that's the end of uh, this week's podcast. Uh, Park in. Another good show. Big thanks to you in this week's Devil in Detail podcast. Arrow Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next week. Bye.